Welcome to Your Bookkeeping Matters. I'm Lisa Turner, bringing you short and snackable weekly episodes on bookkeeping and business matters in an easy to understand way so you can be in control and confident that you know your bookkeeping matters. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to a guest episode of Your Bookkeeping Matters, where the fun and brilliant Carly Plowman from the Technobird joined me for a chat, a little longer than usual because we had so much to talk about. And the topic, keeping it clean for obvious reasons, what the is SEO, and answered all your questions, well, nearly all of them, as many as we had time for. My favorite part is where Carly gives a great analogy on buying trees, my other favorite topic being plant-related, to help understand the difference between organic SEO, search engine optimization, and Google paid ads. Why is Carly so brilliant at all things SEO? Well, before the show, we chatted about so many other off-topic things, one being this is her 10th year in business as a website designer, SEO specialist, and biz mentor, and that is a huge achievement in itself. So she has seen so many different businesses, strategies, softwares, all the things, and she knows her stuff. Now, after working together for a while now, I can see without a doubt how passionate she is about helping small business, particularly mums and female-led businesses, by breaking down SEO so that it is not in the too hard basket, so you can grow and reach those business and financial goals. If you're a psychologist, marketer, copywriter, artist, all things creative, and many more, Carly will totally be able to get your SEO juice sorted. Let's jump in. Hello to you, Carly, and welcome to today's episode of Your Bookkeeping Matters. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me. I've been so excited for this episode, as you know, being the SEO absolute wizard that you are, this is going to be such a great insight into a really important business matter to grow your business and of course your business income. SEO is another one of those acronyms thrown around the business world. What exactly is it? I know people get so scared of the term SEO, but it's really so simple. It's literally just getting found on Google. Like at the end of the day, that is all SEO is about getting Google visibility, ranking as high as you can in Google search result pages, because the higher you rank, the likelihood that you'll get clicks to your website increases. And as you know, like not many people click on page two or three or four of Google. So the whole point of SEO is just getting that page one visibility on Google because it'll get more clicks and more clicks should hopefully turn into more conversions on your website and whatnot. Like there's lots of different branches to SEO and that's where I think people get a bit scared because they're like, what do I need to do? Do I have to do all the things? Where do I start? What does it all mean? It sounds really technical, but at the end of the day, the whole point is you've got to just pick the things that you think you need to work on first. And usually that 
is like optimizing your website uh, and keywords and writing good content. And then once you've got all of that sorted, you can work on the more fun side of SEO, which is called off-page SEO. And off-page SEO is doing things like social media marketing and email marketing and Google ads and all the things to drive people to your website. But yeah, the whole point of any of that is literally just to get yourself found on Google as high as possible. So in a nutshell, SEO, search engine optimization, is literally just helping people find you. It's not as big or bad as people might think it is. Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole point of SEO. And yeah, like you said, getting that top visibility on Google is where you want to be for as many keywords, as many relevant keywords, I should say, as possible, because then, you know, you're going to reach a wider audience because you're attracting people for different phrases that they ask or questions that they ask or queries that they type into Google. So yeah, that is the whole point of it. Yeah, because they're going to type in different questions than what you as the business owner would because they're thinking of different things than you. What kind of impact then or cost would this have if I don't do it straight away and leave it for a few months or a few years into starting my business? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, when should you start your SEO journey? Which I hate that word, but you know, kind of it kind of is. If you're a brand new business with a brand new website, then SEO should be one of the main things that you focus on from the get-go. Because the sooner you have all the things in place, the sooner Google can come and crawl your website and get a really good understanding of the of what it is that you do and what you sell and who you're trying to to reach and target and all those things rather than sort of leaving it two, three, four years down the track and, and kind of like an afterthought, then you've kind of given Google, like you've ghosted them, I guess, for for that amount of time and they've got to play catch up. So if you don't bother to do the work at the start, then you can kind of expect usually a bit of a longer wait for things to kick in when you do get your SEO in place. But it doesn't mean that you can't still see success if you do leave it later as well. I mean, it is better to get it done five years down the track than never at all because you can still see improvements. Lots of variations come into play. Like Obviously, they've got to look at competitors and all those things as well. But better late than never. But if you can get it sorted at the start, then you're going to set yourself up for greater success sooner. That kind of leads straight into my next question then. Is there a time frame? Because I see this asked a lot. What's the time frame on seeing results or improvements from those changes or things you've implemented? It's so varied. There is no one answer because it just depends what what you've actually done. Depends what you've done to improve your SEO. And if you're tracking your results, A lot of people don't do that side of things and just sort of assume or expect results really quickly. Sometimes these things can take 12 months, really. Like SEO is not a quick fix. It's not an overnight thing. It is a a longer journey. And I guess compared to like Google Ads, there's a little analogy I like to explain or use when I'm talking about the growth when it comes to organic SEO and like Google Ads. Whereas it's like if you go and go to a nursery and you buy, um, you know, a fully grown tree and plant it, that's the Google Ads version of SEO. But if you go to a nursery and you buy the seeds and you plant the seeds and wait for it to grow and nurture it over time, then that's a longer process, but it's organic and usually costs less. So that's like what I like to, how I like to explain the difference there. But 
yeah, organic SEO can take time. It can take lots of tweaking. You need to monitor all the time, check in with your analytics and yeah, make small changes where needed or not. But it just really depends on what you've done or what you do continuously do, how you monitor. Yeah. It's a very common answer of my own. It depends. So, and I really wanted to highlight that because people think, oh, I've had my SEO done. Why aren't I on page one? So it's really important they understand that it's not overnight. Let's take it a step right back to the start then. What is the very first thing I should do with my website SEO? Definitely optimizing for SEO. And when I say optimizing, that usually includes making sure you have the best and right keywords in your website where both Google need to find them and that humans will naturally look for them. Um, So that is making sure that you have the right words and phrases that your audience or target audience or clients or customers are likely to type into Google in order to find the solution to their problem whether that be a service or a a blog or a product, depending what it is that you do. And yeah, optimizing your website with all those keywords, making sure all of the technical side of things are done in there. And that can mean things like making sure that your site's really fast and it's optimized for size as well, especially important for people that add lots of content to their site all the time can really like slow down a website's speed and how when people go onto a website, how the content sort of is formatted. So those things are really important to do. And at the end of the day, making sure that your content is really good as well, making sure you've got really good stories on your website, that people come to your website and know exactly what it is, what you do, who you target, where you are, what your name is, those really basic things are all part of website optimization as well. And then there's the other side of things that include like customer journey. So making sure that from start to end of someone's experience on your website is really smooth and easy and memorable and they're not getting stuck with broken links or broken pages or dead ends. And 50 pop-ups. Yes. Oh, my God. Pop-ups. So annoying. Pop-ups can work if done properly but nothing annoys me more when I go into especially a like a clothing store for example and you're just smashed with pop-up after pop-up in the corner as you exit you know and you click the exit button but it keeps coming up like it's so annoying it is the fastest way to lose a transaction on your website so yeah those things come into it as well but definitely optimizing your website as best as you can is the first thing anyone should do when it comes to SEO. And like you said, that's kind of building the foundations for success as your business grows. You'll have more of an idea of what you want in there. But if you start how you intend to go ahead, then it won't be so much of a big change and so much work to do down the track, I imagine. Exactly. Like get your ducks in a row at the start and get help. Don't be afraid of, you know, looking for someone to help you. I know it's an expense and especially for new businesses, you might not have that kind of budget. But I guarantee you in two years time, you'll find that budget because you'll be wondering why things are not happening for you and you're not getting visibility on Google and all those things. Don't be afraid. And like, there's lots of free resources out there as well. There's a million blog articles on all of this kind of thing, which also can be underwhelming, I get. 
Perfect, because that's one of my questions. What are your favorite apps or tools to help people when they're DIYing their SEO or knowing what to look for? Yeah, so one of my favorite tools is Google Analytics. One, because it's a Google tool. Anything Google you want, get on site with Google. (laughs) And especially if you have a website up and running already so that you can understand how your website actually performs. And that can include how even just people find you Uh, what they're clicking on on their website, what pages they're not clicking on on your website, you know, how they browse it and how they experience it. Google Analytics will tell you all of that and you don't have to be, you know, this advanced Google Analytics guru to understand it, although in saying that the new GA4 is not the best. I'm not real happy about the new Google Analytics, but anyway, we've got to get used to it. That and Google Search Consoles, again, another... Google tool that's free, tells you so much about your website performance, particularly the keyword performance and what people are actually typing into Google to find you. Other things like they send you a little message when there's an error on your site, which I think is just so good because if you don't get that message, then how do you know unless you actively audit your own website all the time? And then I guess my my favorite paid tool is one called SE Ranking. And it's like an overall SEO website tool that you can do keyword research on, you can do website audits, you can do competitive research. It's really, really comprehensive. But what I like about it is that it's an easy interface, user interface, compared to other ones that I've used like SEMrush and Ahrefs. They can get really technical and quite overwhelming, I think. And SE ranking, I've tried them all and it's by far my favorite. And I think it's also one of the most affordable as well. I believe I pay like $35 a month or something for it. And the amount of information I get on my own website and my client's website is phenomenal. So yeah, those are my top three. Amazing. And speaking of free resources and audits and things, what do you have available on your website that our listeners can download? Yeah, I've got two free resources on there. One is a DIY SEO audit. So basically, it's just a small, short guide on how you can look at and audit your own SEO. And that includes things like where your traffic's coming from from, and knowing where to find that information and doing an assessment on your site speed and all those kinds of things. And the other one I have is a DIY keyword research PDF where it tells you how to do your own keyword research and then where to actually put them on your website. That's amazing. When you're DIYing or starting out, I know lots of people like to know more about things before they get help from someone. And so they're a really great insight into SEO itself and working with you at the same time to give people a really good idea. I've had someone ask me to ask you, Uh, backlinks. Can you explain what these are and how they're a great little tool to help improve your SEO? So backlinks are basically links coming to your website from other websites. So it's other websites and other businesses and other people saying, this website is really good. They've got great content. Check out their products, their services. Here's the link. We'll send you to them. Here you go. And that signals to Google. It's like a popularity contest you know, these are these are the cool kids, go and check them out. And to Google, that says, oh, they must have really good content. We'll go and recrawl their website and have a look at what's going on over there. So it's really just other people vouching for you and your website 
which says a lot to Google. But then at the same time, it's not all about getting as many backlinks as you possibly can because in the past, that was something that Google actually looked favorably upon. That if they saw a website that had 2,000 backlinks, then they'd just see the number and be like, whoa, 2,000 backlinks, cool. Here's a bit of a boost in your Google rankings for all those backlinks. And they didn't actually check the backlinks. So a lot of them just came from bogus nothing websites. So it was not providing any value to anyone, but Google flipped that a few years ago now, I would even say like nearly 10 years ago, I guess, they flipped that. Now they look at all the backlinks that are coming to your website and they assess each one of them as to whether it's a quality, appropriate, good backlink or not, a real backlink. And if you try and trick Google, like you literally can't trick Google, but people try all the time, then they will actually penalize you. They won't give you any points for that. Like they'll be like, we see what you're doing and it's crap. You're not getting any juice, any Google juice from us. No juice for you. (laughs) I work with a lot of e-commerce businesses And so I see and hear a lot of talk that certain platforms are better for SEO. What are your thoughts on this? It's so untrue. There is nowhere online that you will ever see someone from Google say, we prefer WordPress over Shopify. We prefer Squarespace over Wix. It doesn't exist. It's a complete myth. Yes, there are platforms that are more suited to certain businesses than others. It all depends really on the business and what your website needs to do and all those kinds of things. But in terms of Google ranking and SEO performance, it does not matter what website platform you use. It'll always come down to the content on your website, the user experience, the SEO, those kinds of things, your storytelling, and even if your product's any good and your services are any good. So yeah, no, platform preference is not a thing for Google. It just makes so much sense. It's all about what you provide, not what you build it on. Exactly. Yeah. You've already touched on this when we spoke about backlinks. What are some of the worst things that you can do for SEO that stop the traffic and eyes on your website? So not good userability, if that's a word, and bogus backlinks? It's definitely a word I use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, so one of the worst things you can do, I guess, is ignore it. Put your head in the sand and don't bother and just hope or cross your fingers that it's going to work out. Ignoring it is not going to help anyone. Another thing I don't suggest you do is not look at your analytics and look at your website performance and know what's working and what's not working. Um, If you don't do that side of things, then you're going to make decisions based on guessing, which is not going to help you whatsoever. You want to make as an informed data-backed decisions as you possibly can. And the data is right there in front of your eyes. You just have to look at it. So that is probably the second thing I would say that is the worst thing you can do with SEO. What else you can do is, I guess, is not optimizing your website. Like that's number one, like just adding, getting up a website and adding all your products and being pulled on. Everyone will come to my website now and buy all my things. (laughs) That's not going to work. I promise you, it is not happening. This is a bit of a tricky one. If you're outsourcing your SEO management, what can you be looking for or asking your SEO manager to know you've got a good one and that things are working like what they're telling you is going to be helpful? You definitely want to be asking for or looking for proof that what they say they can do, they have done. And many times I want to see real 
case studies. They want to hear from real people who have worked with the agency or the consultant or whoever before and you can see tangible results. That's my number one. And it's it's really hard because there's actually still so many shitty SEO people out there who are all about just taking your money and not giving a shit about who you are and all your business really and don't provide you tangible statistics on what they have actually done and what results those tasks that they've done have provided or they send you like a one-page report with all of these stats and things and you don't know what they mean, there's no breakdown, there's no commentary, there's no simplicity and they do that to try and make you scared of doing it yourself so that you continue to pay your money to them because they don't want you to know that you can do it yourself. And it sucks that there are still so many people out there, agencies and SEO companies that still do that. So you really, really have to do your homework on them before hiring them. And if you're not sure, then reach out to someone like myself and just be like, have you heard of this company? Can you tell me if you think they're legit or have you heard anyone that's worked with them? Like, don't be afraid to ask, but don't just assume that they're all good and that they're all good at what they do. It might all look really good on paper, but then when things actually start happening and you're not seeing results or they ghost you, then, you know, you should have spotted those red flags, I guess, sooner. Um, The onus does have to come back onto you as well. Do your research. Exactly. Ask questions, ask what deliverables you're going to give me, what updates am I going to get, how do we communicate, all the usual things that you ask when you're outsourcing anything and just be really on it. Yeah, and trust your gut too. That's so important. Your intuition is so strong. People don't realise that that gut feeling is for a reason. You have been so awesome. Any last SEO gems that you want to share today? Um, I think if you're going to take anything out of this whole episode, I would say go and audit your website. Go and have a look at what's not working, what's working. Get my checklists, sign up for Google Analytics if you're not already, and then come and follow me. I share lots of free tips and things on Instagram all the time. Don't be afraid to slide into my emails or DMs and, you know, we can book in a, a little chat if you like. But, yeah. I hope that has been helpful. She absolutely does. I can attest to that. She shares so much value on her Instagram. It's amazing. I have two last questions for you that I ask everyone. What's your one big tip that makes your finances easier for you? Not doing it. Outsourcing it. (laughs) I'm a creative. Outsourcing. It's the one thing I refuse to give up in my business. I don't care if I'm down to my last dollar. I will not give up my outsourcing to you guys because numbers are not for me. I am not good with them. I don't trust myself with them. I mean, I'm across the basics, of course, but when it comes to, because you know, GST and and bass, all of that goes in one ear and out the other for me. I'm a creative, I'm a visual person. I'm not a numbers person. So outsource if you can. That's such a common theme with anything. If it's not your jam and it's not making sense and you don't want to do it, outsource it. Is there any apps or processes that you use to help with that? I'm a good old spreadsheet girl. I like things in a spreadsheet because I can read them. I like simplicity with these things. 
I'm not, I don't have anything. I use zero, obviously. I'm fine. I can get my way through around that, the basics. And that's about as far as I go into zero. And I also use Dubsado. Dubsado was a big game changer for me a few years ago. And it integrates with zero as well, which is brilliant. So yeah, those are probably the only two I think that I use. Yeah, brilliant. Thinking back to when your business first kicked off and before we started recording that, we were talking about the big 10 years. What do you wish you did differently with your numbers back in the early days? Oh, understood them. I guess I was a little bit of a um, stick my head in the sand kind of girl when it came to it. And for the first few years, I didn't make a lot of money. So I didn't, you know, I wasn't paying GST or anything like that for the first five years, I think. So I kind of didn't worry too much about it. But then as my business grew and I was earning more money and I had to start paying more bills, yeah, that's where I was like, okay, this is out of my wheelhouse now and I need to somebody else who knows what they're doing to to manage this for me. But I guess like if I think back to when I first started 10 years ago, I would even just do a simple bloody spreadsheet and keep track of my expenses because you don't realize, you think you work online that you don't have all these expenses, but you do like all the subscriptions you sign up to and you don't and you forget about and all that kind of thing. So just start with a simple spreadsheet and then as your business grows, you grow that and when you can outsource, then outsource. Brilliant. And I'll give my freebie a plug there, the PL generator you can grab from my website, which is exactly that, a stepping stone spreadsheet. If you're just starting out or not sure what you're doing with your business, grab that. It keeps track of those expenses because they add up so fast. You have been an immense wealth of knowledge, Carly, on all things SEO. Thank you so much for coming on again. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me again. I love talking about SEO. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. And it just, it makes so much sense when I listen to you talk about it. Now, I know you hang out on Instagram. What's your handle and is that the best place for people to find you? Yep, my handle is at Technobird. I'm also on Facebook, but, you know, Instagram is where I live pretty much 24-7. Or you can come into, go onto my website, which is thetechnobird.com.au. Brilliant. I'll share that and everything else that you've shared on the show notes. And that's a wrap for this week's fun and snackable episode, talking SEO, all your questions answered. If you loved this, please dive over and leave a review. It really makes me happy to hear how these episodes are helping you to learn that your bookkeeping matters. Bookkeeping matters.